Hi, and welcome to the Genesis Podcast. We're so glad to be able to bring a small portion of our community to you through this medium and hope that you'll join us in our endeavor to embolden one another to change the world by effectively representing Jesus Christ. If you would like to know more about who we are as a community, as well as when and where we meet, you can visit us online at thegenesisstory.com. Also, if you have benefited from this podcast in any way or would like to participate in what we're doing here at Genesis, would you consider partnering with us by donating online again at www.thegenesisstory.com. There you can select the giving tab and how you would like to contribute to the general fund or even to the building fund. Remember, we can do more together than we can ever do alone. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. God bless. Good morning. Thank you guys for showing up this morning. Happy 4th of July week or whatever it is. Um, Anyway, before we get started, we want to take some time. We're going to pause. We're going to pray. As you can see, I've got the guitar. I'm not going to be singing and speaking at the same time. I'm not going to do that to you or myself. But we do want to, again, kind of put our place in a a spot where we can receive what God would have for us through Randy, who's going to be sharing. So let's pause and let's pray. God, we are grateful for an opportunity to gather together in Jesus' name for his sake to lean into your desire for us to grow in grace Father, to learn how to love and to be like our Lord. We do pray for, again, those who are on our hearts, for Sue, for Jan's daughter, Vanessa, Lord, for the others who are going through difficult times. Lord, may we be an encouragement to them and may we continue to remember them before you in prayer. And ask that this morning be, again, opportunity for our growth, for our learning. And we are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. I can't do the joke again because it's disingenuous the second time. <clears throat> That's why you should be here, people. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Um, I mean, I think Sam started us off by praying for the people that we want to pray for. If there's anybody on your heart, um, you know, we'll continue to keep those people in prayer. Only announcement uh, this morning is, is that uh, there's some stuff coming up on the screen to tell you how you can support <laughs> Genesis. And there's lots of ways you can go to the website and do it. Uh, some people love to sell. Some people love Venmo. And some people love checkbooks. Whatever it is, uh, we appreciate the support. It keeps the lights on and the ministry moving. So uh, thank you for that and um, your generosity. This morning, well, I I, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about, should I recap? Like, it's it's been a, let me just ask you, you know, you can raise your hand if you're here. Um. But do you feel like Sam has been on like a cow tipping rampage, knocking over your sacred cows? <laughs> right? 
<laughs> like a bull in a china shop, this guy. <laughs> some, of, some of us are like, yes, knock it all down, burn it down. And some of us are following after him with a broom and super glue. <laughs> Putting stuff back together. Um, but I do, Sam, I do really appreciate the work that you put in and, and the challenges that you brought to us because I need that. And um, yeah, and it's made for some really interesting conversations around the dinner table. And I hope for all of us, we're, uh, we're internalizing and, and talking about those things. Um, it's hard work and it's, um, it's challenging to kind of decide that I'm not going to uh, you know, settle for someone else's dogma. I'm going to read through this stuff myself. And uh, it's hard because resources are few, right? But really, a lot of what Sam has been teaching is stuff that, that was believed in the beginning. And then through years of commentary, we've ended up somewhere else. I'm going to be less edgy today, I think. <laughs> but it's still early, so we'll see. Um, whenever I have an opportunity to, to be up here and share with you all, I ask this question. I ask, uh, you know, what, what does Genesis need to hear? What do the people here need to hear, God? And sometimes... I feel like God leads me in a direction that's like, okay, perfect. I got this. I'm going with it. I'll roll with that. And sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> and, um, and I don't mean that like, you know, super woo-woo, like he opens the Bible and highlights a verse for me to, to teach about. But uh, I like to leave room for that in my life, just in case. <laughs> but some theme comes to mind, and I roll with the theme. Uh, this time I struggled. And uh, so I thought maybe we'd start by declaring some common ground because none of us know what I'm about to say. But I do think also every time I speak, I think about what the the writer of Hebrews said in Hebrews chapter 10 when he said, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Let us consider how to stir up. I think in our vernacular, we would say how to inspire one another. And so I hope that's what happens today. We'll see. I had a conversation with Bree about this, about what I was going to talk about today. And we, and we went through some of the things that we've been learning and, and you know, some of the things about, uh, particularly for me, the way I used to think about evangelism uh, as a new Christian disciple making and and the way that I envisioned that the way I feel like even though I wasn't good at it and I was super uncomfortable with like the whole idea of it I feel like it gave me some sort of purpose something that I could do and you know there's like classes you could take on how to do this right and uh, you know maybe those seem strange you know, maybe it seems embarrassing now. Probably did more harm than good. <laughs> but I felt like that was my purpose. So today, in a nutshell, I want to talk about our purpose. I want to talk about reclaiming purpose, reclamation. 
And I'm going to start by reading a scripture from Mark. In Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, it says, After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee preaching the good news of God. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Father, I thank you for your word, for the scriptures that have been passed down that we have, that we read today. I pray that you would speak to us through them the way you intended to, uh, to speak to us through them, that you would open our minds to see these things in our world through Jesus. Amen. Mark starts off by, by qualifying the gospel of, about Jesus, he says, in verse 1. And then he says, Isaiah tells us about the voice in the wilderness. Uh, then he lets us in on the secret that the voice in the wilderness is John, John the Baptist. John the Baptist is a strange bird <laughs> who wears odd clothing and eats weird things and has his own culture uh, there's a topic for another discussion. But John, the author writes, had a massive following already at this point in the scripture. A huge amount of people. It says, the whole Judean countryside, the people of Jerusalem, all these people were coming to hear John's message. And his whole deal was that he was pointing to one who was coming, who was greater than him. And then we read that John baptizes Jesus, and then this scene happens in verse 10. Imagine this. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. Can you imagine? There's crowds of people, right? I don't know who saw, who witnessed. I don't know, you know, there was no iPhones. No one captured this. But can you imagine what, I don't even know what it means that heaven was torn open. I don't know. Um, but some of us have daddy issues because our dad never validated us, our work, uh, anything about us. But in this story, God rips the sky open to say that I'm pleased with this guy. <laughs> this is my son whom I love. He saw heaven being torn and a voice from heaven. It's too much. It's too good. <laughs> Anyone in the crowd that day that went home and said, you know what, I saw this crazy thing. And then people just were like, you know, they were treating him like the Family in Vegas who saw the aliens. <laughs> no one's going to believe this. <laughs> you know, picture it never happened, right? Uh, you can't post it on your socials in the first century. So then it tells us that Jesus goes into the wilderness in a short form. Mark writes very casually that Jesus was hanging out with animals, was tempted by the adversary and waited, waited on by angels. Like, he, it's funny when Mark writes it, it's like no big deal. Like, 40 days. 
But then I, what I love about this, this chapter is that this is really the first time uh, that, that we see Jesus saying anything. This is the first gospel written, according to most scholars. And in, verse, in chapter 1 and verse 14 is the first time that we have Jesus saying anything. And he says, you know, after John was arrested, he says, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe in the good news. <clears throat> and that good news is the gospel. The time has come, the kingdom of God has come near, repent and believe in the good news. That's it. The first words in red that we have and the earliest written gospel that we have. The time has come, or the time has uh, been fulfilled in some, some translations. The time is right. Or if you read the Message Bible, he says, uh, time's up, with an exclamation point. Time's up. The divine kingdom has come near. That phrase is used 14 times in the New Testament and expresses extreme closeness. Like, like this is happening now. Like it's, it's not years away. This is happening. The time is up. Repent. That word, that word that makes me feel like I have been lied to for most of my life. Because for so long I believed and even taught that that word meant, yeah, I, I need to ask for forgiveness. I need to get down on my knees and beg because I'm wretched. It's not that. It's not get right for the kingdom of God is near. That's not the message that Jesus is saying. It's change the way you think for the kingdom of God is here. Change your thinking. Or I read, uh, I read one pastor that said, what this means is think new thoughts. And I thought, that's pretty cool. Think new thoughts. Think different thoughts because the kingdom of God is right here in front of you. If I could summarize, and I'm going to, <laughs> what Jesus is saying in my own words, it's this. It's time to think differently about life because the kingdom of God has come. And that, my friends, is the gospel that Jesus preached. <clears throat> I think about that Oh, I'm getting a timeout signal. Are we low? It looks totally natural on TV. <clears throat> when Jesus was asked uh, later about the kingdom, when the Pharisees were trying to figure this message out, they came to him. This is in Luke 17. And it says... Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, he answered them and he said, The kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. No one's going to say, Look here, or there it is, for you see, the kingdom of God is among you. The kingdom of God is among you, it's happening in the lives of people in your presence. There's no castle. You're going to see lives lived with kingdom principles. 
You're going to see a revolution of people living like Christ. There's a, a guy, a business guy, his name is Simon Sinek, um, but he kind of transcends business and life and even uh, faith sometimes. He's not a theologian. He's an author. He's a podcaster. He's an entrepreneur. But he's a, kind of a cultural innovator. He's really well known for his first book, which was called Start With Why. And in that book and the subsequent TED Talk he gave about the book, he explains this breakthrough in thinking that he had in 2006 when, uh, by his own admission, it wasn't like life-changing or world-changing, but he noticed this interesting pattern, and that's kind of what his thing is. He, he's a pattern recognizer. And he said, I found that people like Martin Luther King Jr. and Steve Jobs and even the Wright brothers had this one thing in common. In fact, all great orators have this thing in common. He said, most people communicate like this. This is the what, and this is the how, right? So, for example, when you meet somebody, <clears throat> your, one of your first questions might be, what do you do? And you're asking them what their career choice is. And so most people start with the what, and then how is that working out for you, or how do you accomplish that? But nobody ever asks why. And most people don't even know why I ended up here. Their, their why is fuzzy. Um, but then he says, think about Apple. Think about the marketing of Apple. He said, a lot of computer companies say, we make computers, and we use fine technology to make these computers, and that is the what and the how. But he said, with Apple, they start with why. We think different, and therefore we use the finest technology, the most beautiful designs, and we make computers. Backwards. And he said, and when you do that, now you're inviting people to go on this journey with you because we think different. And if you think different, this might be the computer for you. And now it's, you're not just, it's not just a, you know, a product or a commodity. It's something that you want to be a part of. And that's why Gil thinks that Apple people are cult, in a cult. <laughs> <laughs> And it might be true, because then there's iPhones and iPads and iPods and AirPods and all the things that Apple people buy. So most communication happens what, how, but Apple, Martin Luther King Jr., the Wright brothers, and a myriad of other people he gives examples of start with a why. And their why, think about this for a second, their why is think different. I wonder if somebody learned the meaning of repent, <laughs> think different. Because I'm pretty sure they took that bite out of that apple too. A little theological conundrum. <clears throat> We're apple, we think different. So using 
the finest tech, the most beautiful designs. We make computers for people that think different. Are you one of us? Sure, that was great marketing from the 2000s, but more than that, it communicates in a way that makes our brains wake up. And the last time I was here, and I, I was talking about Jesus and the storytelling method, and I talked about how the brain exists in this kind of trinity, and I know that this is a very you know, uh, unscientific way of explaining it, but this is kind of this idea that there is the neocortex, the, the limbic brain, and the reptilian brain, right? And how... Uh, the neocortex is the part of your, your brain, the part of yourself that understands logic and language. And the limbic is the sort of part of you that, where the why lives, where it's fuzzier. You can't really explain why because there's no language in that center of your brain. It's the creative part. It's the emotional part. It's all those things. But when we hear somebody explain a why, we're drawn to it because, because it, it's, we, we would say things like, oh, I don't know why, it just feels right. Or the opposite. No, 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 that doesn't feel right to me. And those are, that's your limbic brain speaking, right? It's, it's beyond logic. It's beyond language. It gets us in the feels. Our limbic brain is sending unspoken warnings to our system, saying yes or no. And we often call it our heart or our gut. We have a gut feeling, or my heart's telling me this. The deeper human needs of belonging and becoming wake us up. They get us out of, you know, they get us out of the trudge. They stand us up, they get us out of the chair. They make us want to be part of something bigger than we are. That's where purpose lives. And that's what a why does. If you've deconstructed even just a little bit, then you might know that this is one of the harder reasons, right? This, like, thinking different means leaving something behind and something that you felt you belonged to something you had common beliefs in, something that you were becoming with a group of other people that you loved because you all were brainwashed together. <laughs> but that sense of belonging is deep. And so, I mean, heck, you might even have worn Hawaiian shirts. But I was thinking about this when I was reading, you know, Mark, through Mark, through the, through the book of Mark, that Mark is actually leading this thought of deconstruction himself because they thought they knew what Messiah was, right? They thought they knew what they were waiting for because they were under Roman oppression. And they thought, Messiah is going to come and he's going to set us free from these Romans. And so Mark goes through his gospel explaining that everybody was thinking about what Messiah meant the wrong way. And it's very interesting, you know, when you're taught the wrong thing as, as what they, you know, they were believing that Messiah was going to do this, when you're taught the wrong thing over and over again, you've been holding on to it like it is gospel. But Mark says, deconstruct what you know about Messiah and think differently because Messiah isn't here to deliver you 
from the Romans like you hoped or expected. He's here to welcome you into an unseen kingdom that God is using to turn the world upside down. And that's the why. That's Jesus' golden circle. That's Jesus' why. That's why he came. In John 10.10, he says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. That in and of itself makes, makes my limbic brain spark because the why of Jesus compels me to ask more questions like, how can I have life to the full? What is this abundant life that I'm missing out on? Because I have some serious FOMO. Where is this kingdom that I'm invited into? I want to think differently, but how can I? And what do I have to do to belong? See, Jesus isn't standing on a street corner asking people if they're good people or if they know where they're going to go when they die. He's saying, this is the gospel. Repent and believe in it. The kingdom is here. He's announcing good, move, good news. And the good news isn't, you know, at this point, <clears throat> the good news that he's preaching is not that he died for your sins because he's still alive. He was saying, there's a kingdom right here among you. And I'm inviting you into it. You just have to see it. And if you can't see it, you're going to have to think differently and live into it. Then it's no wonder that in the next part of Mark chapter 1, Jesus starts calling disciples to himself because he's introduced the gospel. He's introduced the kingdom of God that is here, that is present, that is at hand, that is near, that has come in this time that has been fulfilled. He's, he's proclaimed it. And now he's calling disciples to himself. And it's no wonder that they were willing to leave everything behind to follow him. <clears throat> to articulate a cause is to invite other people to join you. To articulate a cause is to invite other people to join you. So the gospel that Jesus preached is that the kingdom of heaven is here. Therefore, think differently. That's the beginning of Jesus' why. I know there's more purpose in his life. I know there's more purpose in what he's going to show and do and set examples for. But this morning I wanted to spark this because I think, you know, the more we learn at Genesis, the more we, you know, okay, so we're, you know, street witnessing is not what we're going to be doing here. Does that mean there's no more purpose? No. It means that living into the kingdom becomes our new purpose. It becomes part of our why, at least. And so this morning, I want to just kind of flick this switch in your head that asks you, you know, purpose, your why, those types of things. What comes to mind? Those things that are hard to describe because it's in your limbic brain that doesn't have language, 
we're going to try to put language to it. <clears throat> it's time to think differently about life because the kingdom of God has arrived. So how do we show up as royal subjects in the kingdom of Jesus? How do people see the kingdom in our lives? Simon Sinek would say that your why is the value that you bring to life, that you bring to your friend groups, to your communities, to your workplace. What value do you bring? He said, I saw this, this one uh, like five-minute interview where he said, <clears throat> people want to know how to find their why. And he said, ask, ask your best friend this question. Why are we friends? He said, nobody can answer that because it's a tough question. Nobody can answer it. Nobody has a pat answer ready. And if they do, they'll say, well, you know, you're, you're funny or you're smart or we like the same shoes. And he said, but you can't let that be the answer. You have to press in. You have to be like, no, no, no. That's, that's describing like your, you know, people that you work with. But why are we friends? What specifically is it about me? And now he's saying you're changing from why to what. What? What specifically is it about me that makes you want to be my friend? And it's still going to be hard to answer because people will still try to give general answers. And he'll say, you just got to keep pressing in and say, no, no, now you're just describing what any friend could be to you. But what is it about me? And he said the interesting thing is and they'll start to shift to themselves. Like they're not, they're not thinking about you anymore. They'll say something like, I, I don't know... I just think when I'm around you, I feel inspired. And now he knows this is the value that I bring, right? The value that I'm bringing to this relationship is I'm, I'm inspiring this person. And if you're Simon Sinek, that is his why. So he's, he's giving you kind of a tool to, to ask that. Like, what purpose am I serving in your life? What is the Why? Another way you can find your why is by asking yourself what resonates. When people pay you a compliment, <clears throat> you know, um, not, just a, not just like, hey, you look nice today compliment, but like a compliment about you. Uh, like if I say, you know, Beth, when I have a conversation with you, I, I get a sense for your deep love for Jesus. And that inspires me, right? Or, or Brian just your love for people, like Sam and your, your wisdom. Like you get these, these ideas, like when people compliment you and there's that one thing that makes you feel like tingly, <laughs> more alive. It's because they've tapped into your why, your purpose, what you bring uh, to life. Your why is probably rooted in the thing that makes uh, you unique, and so when we talk about purpose and we talk about our, our reason, our why, that has to be closely tied to the message of the gospel that Jesus preached. If we're going to follow him, because the kingdom is here. He said to the Pharisees, the, the kingdom is among you. People are living into it already. Why do you want to be part of that kingdom? So I hope this, this morning and this week you'll spend some time thinking about that. 
thinking about how we can live into it, even as a community of believers. And may it all be to God's glory. In some way, each one of us reflects a little bit of Jesus to everyone who needs to think differently, to everyone who wants to be a part of the kingdom but hasn't seen it yet. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for your word, for the words of Jesus, for the words, letters and read. And I pray that we can take from that, that we would think differently, that we would think new thoughts in order to show up, to show the kingdom, to show it off, to be part of it, to belong to it. And I uh, pray for each of us here, Father, that we would walk in that knowledge, that we would understand our purpose in your kingdom and in the lives of the people who still need to see it. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. We invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.